Hello. Welcome to the Haas Lady Podcast, where I help you declutter your life and your home. Hello, everyone. It's Becky, the Haas Lady. I am coming to you from Michigan today as we are doing a summer family tour. We've been to Illinois and Michigan, and next is Kentucky, then Tennessee, and back to Alabama. Super fun stuff planned. But that is not what I'm here to talk to you about today. Today, I have a very special guest that I think everyone will thoroughly enjoy. Corinne Crabtree is the owner, founder, and CEO of the No BS Weight Loss Program, host of the Losing 100 Pounds with Corinne podcast, and owner and founder of the No BS Businesswomen membership. Oh, yeah. And she just bought a restaurant in her hometown where she and her husband will have their date nights. And I don't know how she does it all, but <laughs> I found a lot Corinne. Of help. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of help. Yeah. So I found Corinne over four years ago. Um, we both lived in the Nashville area. We both have a son on the spectrum. And then I heard her drop the F-bomb and I knew I had found my people. And I have been in her membership ever since. So I have to say it has changed my life. And I don't think anyone would argue that she is the most down-to-earth, no-bullshit mentor and life coach that I needed to get my life together. And in her program... I lost over 70 pounds and started my business. Two things I never would have believed possible until she taught me how to get out of my way and create the life I wanted. So without further ado, welcome, Corinne. Thank you so very much for being here today. I would love for you to tell my audience a little bit more about yourself and what you love to talk about. Well, Lord, I don't know if there's anything left. You pretty much told all the things I... uh I like to go to Vegas a lot. <laughs> um, well, I, I, well, like you said, I lost a hundred pounds about 15 years ago and I really wanted to help other people, especially women just get out of their own way. For me, it wasn't so much that I needed another, I didn't need another plan for sure. And I didn't need like somebody telling me what to eat and all that kind of stuff. What I really needed was to learn how to take smaller steps to be there for myself, to figure out the kind of life I really wanted to have um, and to just not talk like an asshole to myself. I was yes. so mean to myself for so many years about my body and about my weight. And it wasn't until I started learning how to encourage myself, take things slower, um, just not be so impatient with me. Uh, like I was just never going to lose my weight. And uh, like you said, I started a business and then because that business became successful, I started another business to teach people how to start their own businesses. And then we did buy our own uh, sports bar because my husband and I were terrified they were going to close it. It's a, We live in a small town. It's the only place we could go have a glass of wine and a beer. And we were like, we have to buy this. We have to save it. But for your save audience, date night. <laughs> it's a save our date night. And because we're committed to living here, we love Nolensville, Tennessee, mm -hmm. but, uh, we collectively had over 30 years of restaurant experience between mm -hmm. the two of us from back in the day. And so it like, when people hear it, they're like, oh my God, you bought a restaurant. It's like, look, we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Like we know how to work the back end. Like people constantly are asking me, um, like, well, how much do you have to work at the restaurants? Like I didn't buy that restaurant to get a serving job. Like <laughs> we hired good health, just like I do in both of my companies. Um, I do not work all the time. 
I work, like I plan my day, I follow my plan. Because like I think it's interesting that this is an organization podcast because one of the things that I learned a long time ago was to value being organized with my time. Yes. You know, in order to get everything that I get done in a day, it's not because I do a lot. It's because I'm very organized and very selective about what I will put on my calendar, what I won't put on my calendar. I stay away from bullshit. Um, If I catch myself putting things on my calendar because I'm people pleasing stuff, like that's something I need to solve for myself. Like it just being organized with my time has helped me be able to just do more. So we spend like two hours a week at that restaurant. Yeah. Like work purposes. And we meet with the key management. We have a kitchen manager. We have a general manager and we have a bar manager. Yeah. We meet with them for two hours a week. We help them make decisions, give them a list of things to work on for the next week. And we're like, see you next week because we don't want to be bothered when we're here on date night. We don't want to talk about the restaurant. (laughs) Yeah. To keep that separate. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. So Speaking of organization and kitchens and things like that, of course, the restaurant has its own little character, but for like a weight loss um, conversation, you know, when I'm helping people with their kitchens and, you know, how I teach like a decluttering process is, you know, I recommend clearing out the space as best you can, you know, putting anything back into the pantry without, you know, making sure it actually has a plant that you're going to eat it or whatever. And what are your thoughts on when someone's starting a new diet or starting a new program or something like that? What are your, what are your thoughts about doing like a major pantry purge at the beginning of that new diet plan? So I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a pantry purge. It's where we how we've been taught to do one is the mm-hmm. real problem. And I don't mean like baskets and bins. <laughs> I'm right. talking about most people, they do a pantry purge because it's like, here's all the foods I no longer can eat. And if I have them in my house, I'm just going to eat my face off. So I'm getting rid of everything. And then we piss off our family because they're like, hey, where's the M&Ms? Where's my chips? Where's my favorite foods? Right. Or we... Like we do it from this restrictive mindset as if, you know, well, I can't be around these foods and I get it. A lot of women feel that way. Yeah. Because for years, you know, if you are around certain foods, if you have over eight, it will make sense in your brain that somehow the food's doing it to you. It's the food is the problem. Mm -hmm. Food is never the problem. I have yet to meet anyone who said, Girl, I was good all day sitting on my couch and suddenly the, you know, Twinkies came running out of the pantry and they just (laughs) hopped in my mouth. How do you like, like, you know, can I break Twinkies legs? Right. It's never the problem. It's always what we miss out on is no one's teaching us that if I'm eating food at night, food is not the problem. Mm -hmm. If I'm eating food at night, it's probably because I have a problem in my life that I'm not willing to face yet. Or that mm-hmm. um, it's going unrecognized. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about pantry purges, I tell people, I want you to organize your pantry in such a way that's going to make your weight loss life easier for you. Mm-hmm. So if you go in and it's easier to get a hold of better choices and you have moved stuff that you use in emotional moments to where it's harder to get to them. It's not that you've solved your problem. It's that you've given yourself 
some space. Mm -hmm. But in the moment when it's time to make a decision, when you're stressed out and you're tired and you feel like the demands of the day are on you, you haven't, if you're having to like say, climb a ladder to get your (laughs) chips, then you have time as you're climbing the ladder to think, do I really want to do this? Right. This is who I want to be. Like what's really going on for me? Because I teach, we have to address the root causes of why we eat. We Mm -hmm. can't just keep throwing away Oreos. Oreos aren't doing anything to us. Right, right, right. But we do have to throw away um, unrealistic standards, not setting boundaries. We have to throw away people pleasing. Like if we're going to purge something, we got to purge that shit out of our life mm-hmm. so that at night, if we want to have an Oreo or two, we can like a normal person. Right. We're not eating them to cope with our life. Yeah. So you're eating it we, on purpose. Yes. Yeah. With like enjoyment. No right. one eats Oreos, a sleeve of Oreos after a bad day, because they're pissed at their boss and their kids and will tell me those Oreos were so delicious. (laughs) Usually they hoover them down. They don't remember the taste. And when they're done, they feel like shit about themselves. Yeah. And what they've done is like, they were like, well, I don't like, I don't want to think horrible things about my children. So I'll eat a bunch of Oreos. So now I can just think horrible things about me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like we substitute that. Like we don't even understand how sometimes our eating is so much like more deep. I can't, I can't tell you how many times when Logan was little, when he was like under a year old, I'll be honest. He was on the spectrum. I did not know it, but he was a difficult baby. He Mm -hmm. cried all the fucking time. It was like, God help me if a siren went off because he was like lit for an hour screaming, crying. And I hated my life. Yeah. I thought I had ruined my life having a child. Mm-hmm. And that is so hard to deal with. Not so much that like I felt bad that I felt bad about my life. I thought something yeah. was wrong with me because I wasn't loving every minute of it. I thought something was wrong with me because I didn't like my child. Yeah. And I would eat at night so that I could not like me. So that because that felt normal. Not mm-hmm. like in your child felt like I was going to hell. Yeah. And yeah. So we, we have to think about when it comes to like pantry purges, you know, every diet's going to tell you to clean out your pantry. I would even tell you, I would love for you to organize your pantry. I would love for you to make space for healthier foods. I would love for you to, like to walk in and it feel like a, a respite and not just like a junk drawer. Mm-hmm. Like, I want all that for you, but not at the expense of you doing it because you tear through your closet thinking, I'm so lazy. I'm so bad. I can't have these foods around me because from there, pantry purges are never going to work. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you really touched on a point of like, you're so down on yourself and you're, you're calling yourself lazy and you're calling yourself, you know, whatever. And when I see women who come home and their house is just piles of paper and piles of laundry and piles of this and that and this and that, and they don't have that structure, like you were saying, the time organization and making sure they put a plan down of what they're going to do, when they're going to do it. And they just try and go things like, you know, willy nilly. And they sit down at the end of the day and they're looking around at all their stuff and they just want to avoid it. They want to avoid life. So they do go to things like food to buffer and, you know, get out of their own mind. And to have 
a kitchen or a pantry, you know, having a plan in place for all of these things in your life, you're taking out so much of that exhaustion and so much of that, you know, of those issues that you're, you're no longer tempted, I guess, to go straight to the pantry and grab the first thing you see, which is usually the Oreos, right? So I love, I was just going to say, one of the things I think is important, and, and this is just me because we are very organized here at my house, but yes, we haven't always been that way. And I, truth be told, if you didn't come, if I didn't pay you to come do it for me, there's no way in hell we'd be this organized. Yeah. Unless I was putting it on, like I was making time and space to do mm-hmm. it. And I'm a big believer in a little bit at a time. Even when you came, like, I want all of you to think about this. Um, if I was going to have to do it all myself, I would do it just like I tackled a hundred pounds of weight loss, a small change at a time. Yes. Like I would like, say, so like this week, the goal are, is these three drawers. And next week it's like this half of my closet or just the shoes. Right. I love the idea of breaking it down small yeah. because when you're tired and you're exhausted and your house is all crapped up, it's not because something's wrong with you. You are overextended. You are tired. Like, when you're tired, the last thing you want to do is come home and organize shit. Right. I mean, unless you're Becky who loves organizing, <laughs> but most of us don't, we love the after. We don't love the process. Right. So we have to plug it in in small amounts. Yeah. So I think it's just important that people realize that it's like, figure out these small places mm-hmm. because I really do think like when it comes to overeating in particular, your environment can trigger you. Absolutely. That's why it's important, like with your closets to like be making sure you don't keep clothes in there that trigger you to feel bad. Anything that you can do in your environment that helps you be at peace, mm-hmm. I would say start planning to get it done in small chunks. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I teach for in, like in June, for example, starting today, June 1st, we're doing a monthly challenge where every single day you you take 15 to 30 minutes and you don't get to go over that. And I give you a task and it doesn't matter what room you're going to do it in, but you go do that little task because tidy people do tiny things all day long. Like it's not a one and done situation. It's kind of like losing weight. You're not going to sustain a 40 pound weight loss. If you did it drinking cucumber water for a week, you're going to need to make it a lifestyle. So I try and incorporate. If you do these little 15, 30 minute things every day, you're not going to hate the process. And I feel like that ties into what you've taught us in, you know, no BS and the weight loss program, because if you don't love the process, you're never going to continue and you're never going to sustain and maintain your weight loss. So I feel like so many people get the idea of a like a purge, either a pantry purge or a garage or anything that it's going to be this hellacious, you know, exhausting experience. And, you know, they feel like it has to be done in one day and they just purge through it and it's done. But then in six months, it's cluttered back up again. Because we aren't doing it in little tiny chunks and creating that habit of a daily task, just getting it done little bitty bits at a time. Well, there's a difference between organizing, like having a big ass organizing day and becoming an organized person. Yeah. 
And that's the big difference. It's like, right. it's like in weight loss, you can go on a, a 30 day detox, but you're mm-hmm. not becoming someone who has a lifestyle that works to keep weight off. Like right. there's a difference. And so right. you, I think for everybody, it's like understanding we have to be more mindful about who do we want to be at the end? You know, ever like if you want your closets organized, you if you want everything to look organized, it's just like me. You know, like one of my goals when we moved into this house was that everything would be organized, that we would be like, I would be able to have peace. I would be able to find things when I wanted it. Um, all of those things. And so when I thought about who I wanted to be, I wanted to be a relaxed person who didn't have to think about where shit is. Yes. <laughs> and in order to be a relaxed person who doesn't have to think about where shit is, that means that in the moments of the day, when I am just in my house, if I get something from someplace, just put it back. Yes. And then I do a sweep. Like once a week, I just do a sweep. I go through the house. I usually do it on Sunday afternoons. Mm-hmm. And if I have laid things down, if they're like, if there's little piles that we just like clean it up right then. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. like this. I love the idea of what you were talking about. It's like, you know, we're not just organizing so that we yeah. can jump it back up. We are becoming someone who has a peaceful life mm-hmm. where they know where their shit is. And they feel organized. It's like when you actually get to a a place where you have organized your closet or you've organized your kitchen or whatever. I like to think of it as anytime you use that space, just reset it so that the next time you use it, it's a no brainer. There's no questions. There's no issues. You don't have any drama about using it like your desk at the end of the day when you're done with work. Mm-hmm. And you just reset your desk so that the next morning you can jump right into productivity. And in your kitchen, before you go to bed at night, just reset your kitchen so that the next morning you're not having to load the dishwasher and do all kinds of things just so that you can make your coffee. And then you're piling on more tasks before you can even get out the door and go to work and just making your life more stressful. You're setting yourself up for a really, really crappy day. So one of my best organizing tips, and I'm not the world's best organizer, but if if I have a pile and I haven't used it in a week, Mm -hmm. then it either is thrown away or put away. Nice. And I mean, like that will make you do your shit because I can't tell you how many. Like I'll I continuously have like post-it notes all the time. Like I. What, like we'll scribble little notes down and stuff. Like I'll be on coaching calls or like I'll have an idea. So I'm okay with keeping post-it notes. Mm-hmm. But on Sunday, I go through every one of them. Like, look, if you ain't willing to slack somebody, do something, make this appointment, order this book, whatever brainstorm I had in the moments. Like if you're not, if you're not going to contain it and get it off your desk, throw it away. Yeah. Because either that idea will come back or it was not nearly as important as you thought it was in the beginning. And I do it like with mail oh, yeah. all the time. Like, look, I, Chris will give me a stack of mail. It'll be piled up on the side of my bed table. I hate that. But I'm <laughs> like, I got to go through it because on Sunday, if I'm going to look at it or I'm throwing it away. And it's yeah. like, well, if I don't think it's in, like if it's a catalog and I'm not willing to look at it on Sunday, then I just throw it away. I just yeah. I have really learned to quit hanging on to shit. Yes. Because it it wears you down. And I just yeah. think life has enough shit that it throws at you 
the mm-hmm. last thing you need to do is just like collect more. <laughs> right. Right. And you're, you're so on point with the pile of paper. And I've heard this so many other organizers say, and I love it is to only handle that piece of paper once. Yeah. So if you put it in a pile to go through, and as you're going through that pile, you've taught, you've already touched it once. So you either need to take action with it. If it's a bill, pay it and shred it. If it's, you know, a catalog, look at it, order something. But if you know it's just something that you might need later or you might want to look at later, the chances of you actually doing it are so slim. So you're right. right. Just get rid of it. Because unless you're like lit on fire the moment you're touching it, forget it. You don't need it anymore. And that's with anything in your house. Like people hold on to things and they don't even know why. They just afraid that they're getting rid of something that they might need later. And that's, it's pointless. That is so funny because I was actually thinking about this. I was, um, I'm a voracious purger. Like Mm -hmm. I'm purge. Like I'm the one in my family that will get rid of some stuff. Like my husband, (laughs) I don't think it's that Chris isn't a purger but he's for sure a hoarder. <laughs> He'll get rid of some stuff to make space for more crap he wants to buy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, Becky knows she had to organize all of his man lotions and stuff. And she's like, oh my God, like how much backups does he need? <laughs> so yeah, that was a shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like people probably think I'm the whore, like the whore when it comes to lotions and potions and mm-hmm. all the things. It's like, oh my God, no, Chris has almost no hair. And he has like 40 different types of pomade. Right. And I'm like, for all three hairs, <laughs> you know. But one of the things that I have, I was thinking about this the other day, because I knew I was coming on this podcast was I was looking for a shirt. And I re- remembered, I was like, oh my God, I donated that shirt. <laughs> and I will tell you all, I was like, and that's okay, because I have donated bags and bags and bags of clothes that I've never missed. And I bet I like 1% of everything I've ever gotten rid of, thrown away or whatever, it was premature. And I don't want to be the kind of person that hangs on to 99% of the shit out of fear that 1% of the time I might need that. I might want that. I'm like, no, I'd rather have all of that time where I'm so glad I don't hang on to shit Mm-hmm. And then in that moment, be like, oh yeah, I wish I hadn't thrown that one out. Right. I'm I'm totally okay with that trade every right. single day. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're talking about your clothes and your closet and, you know, let's say you've lost all your weight and you've completely redone your closet with, with the clothes that fit and you're not holding on to those clothes that, you know, you wore when you were bigger or whatever. And let's just say you accidentally or not accidentally life happens. Let's and- just say it. You <laughs> regain some weight. <laughs> regain some weight. For and everyone, then- it's normal. Like we, like, yeah. I like how you even want to say it with like, like, let's be sure that we say it in such a way because it's such a bad thing. It's like weight regain for mm-hmm. everyone listening to this podcast is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. All it means is you ate some food. It yes. does not mean you're bad. You must have been dumb. Like you didn't get it. Like we put so much shit on top of it. And it's like, if you want to lose the weight again, you lost it once before. Just start doing those things again. Do the small things. Get back on a roll and stuff. And it's easy to get momentum when you're not sitting there trying to hide from weight gain. 
sometimes we eat food. Like I tell people all the time, sometimes (laughs) it is the best thing you can do for yourself. You have a situation that happens in life. Mm -hmm. You were not ready for it. Mm -hmm. And you ate so that you could get through it. Yeah. That's okay. My my story, exactly. Because, you know, I lost the 70 pounds under your program and was even a success story. And I just felt like, you know, my life was going on this amazing direction. And then mom dies. And then, you know, for, of course, COVID and then and then mom dies. And then, you know, all these crazy things happened in life. And I had learned to cope with my divorce and my children and all of those things. So I was learning that when I lost the 70 pounds, what I wasn't prepared for was dealing with grief. And so starting that process, the weight gain, um, I just wasn't in a place to do that yet. So you're right. I needed to, to experience this so that I have a deeper level of understanding in my own mind of what was going on and why I was hiding from that grief and and things like that, which I was doing with food. So the weight gain that I've had is a hundred percent because of that. Yeah. And I just think that we have to, you know, remember it's not a shameful event Mm -hmm. unless you decide to be ashamed about it. Yeah. You know, society teach like, like society always thinks, well, there must be something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, sometimes what happens in life is something happens in our life and I, I need relief to get through it. And this is the only way that I know how, and yeah. I would just tell everybody, I mean, I can teach y'all how to relose weight. Like we actually are going to redo our regain program because mm-hmm. COVID threw a lot of people for a loop, you know, yeah. the people who manage their mind, the best gained weight. So it's like, it's just not a bad thing. It's just something that has happened. Mm-hmm. And when you're ready to get back on and like, you're ready for like, I'm just ready to release this weight. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready to like move forward. You just, it, it would be so much easier if you're not trying to drag shame behind you. Right, because every right, moment right. you feel bad about yourself is a moment that you can't feel good about yourself moving forward. It just robs you of of that moment. And yeah. I was just going to say, like, when it comes to organizing and regaining, it's like thinking about, you know, so many of us will keep trigger clothes. Like if, let's say you, you were keeping all the clothes that you wore when you were, you know, smaller. My best advice would be get that crap out of your house. Yes. Because all it does, like if, if you look at it, like, here's the difference. If those people will call them goal clothes or motivation clothes, they're only motivation. They're only motivating if when you look at them, they automatically say like, hell yeah, I'm going to be back in those no time soon. Like I'm going to like eat like a champ today. Like if you're walking in and being, you know, Rocky Balboa, when you (laughs) see them, then keep your clothes, display them everywhere. But if you look at them and you're like, you need to get your shit together. Remember you had lost weight. you know, it's too bad you can't wear those anymore. If all it does is trigger an avalanche of negativity in your head, pack them up, get them out of your sight. You don't have to get rid of them, Yeah, but at least like give yourself the gift of walking into your closet and everything fits. Yes. And nothing's triggering you. If something Mm -hmm. triggers you, pack it away. 
Yeah. Figure out a way to be in your closet. And, and it doesn't even mean like, I look amazing in everything because I, I coach women who weigh like 300 pounds and they'll tell me, Corinne, there's not going to be any clothes in that closet that I'm going to feel sexy or good in. But can you put in your closet clothes that you feel like you care enough for yourself to have those clothes? Like these clothes don't bind me. Yes. These clothes allow me to move my body. They don't yeah. trigger me to think something's wrong with me. Yeah. They may not be like, I may not like how my body looks right now. That doesn't mean anything's wrong with me. And my body deserves to be comfortable. Yeah. Like fill your environment with that. I just yeah. think it's important, you know, like when we just like organizing to me is not so much about is everything in its place. Organizing is about creating a space that allows you, especially in your home, that allows you to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. allows you to feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, it represents the love you have for yourself. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. I feel like that I've heard this so many times that your environment and your home is a reflection of your mental state. So if you're covered in clutter and you're covered in stuff, then more than likely your mind is like you're you're hiding from something. You're not facing something that you need to cover and you know work through. And so it is an emotional thing to have your environment in a good place where you enjoy coming home and you can sit down and you don't feel like you're you're not doing the right things because you have a pile of paper over here that you haven't looked at. So that's like a subconscious reminder of, you know, how shitty you are of a person, but that's, you know, it's just a piece of paper that's sitting on your desk that you just haven't looked at yet. But all these clutter, all these things definitely come back to that mindset and how to, you know, love yourself. And when you love yourself and you love, you know, your life, you're going to take care of things better. You're going to take care of your body. You're going to take care of your environment. You're going to take care of your home. And that's so important to me. That's what I really want to make sure that my clients feel that they have a space that they love and that they can get there and keep it there because they love themselves enough to keep that momentum and keep that space beautiful for them. So awesome. But but we've already kind of touched this. And I just want to ask, like, on a personal note, you know, I have helped you and your family move from your old house into your new house. And now I'm working with you on the restaurant to get it organized. From your point of view, what has having a home organizer really done for you and your family in this process? What have you learned about yourself? And what have you, you know, what are the benefits of having a home organizer do this stuff for you? Well, the first thing is, um, I think we just all appreciated like everything being like tidy, like in the house. It's not, it's not museum tidy. Like it's not like, you know, people walk in and be like, oh my God, I can't touch anything. (laughs) But it's, I just like not having shit laying around. I mean, it's just nice. At our old house, we weren't too bad, but we did have our piles and we did have our crap. And I think we're like, it's, it's shocking to me how quickly you can just build up some stuff. Cause we had only lived in that house three years and we had moved from another house. And when I left that house, 
I, I mean, I literally got rid of everything. I mean, we just kind of started over because we were going to be in a new house and I was like, nothing here goes there. <laughs> so we like barely moved anything. We moved yeah. my gym. That was about it. <laughs> and our dishes. <laughs> and I was shocked at how much shit we collected. I was like, oh my yeah. God, I can't believe it. And so we threw a lot of stuff out. And in this house, we've been very mindful to have you come in. So the way that we did it was we had you come to our house and like literally go through every drawer, everything before we moved. And you said, do you want this or not? Like you were the one that was like, it was nice because if I was doing it, I would be handling things for way too long and be like, oh, I don't know. And I'd be contemplating. And then it would feel like organizing was hard. And by the time I got rid of everything, I would have no energy left for actually making it make sense. I was just yeah. like, okay, I got all that out. Now I'm just going to throw it all back in. Exactly. The other, I think the other big benefit, it's so funny that we're even doing this. So my best friend, Jane was in town um, like two weeks ago and she was like, she had never seen the house and she was dying to see the house. She was more dying to see my drawers. She's like, <laughs> like I know you've had this organizer. Like, I, I just kind of want to see what your drawers look like. And so I was in the bathroom pulling things out and she was like, oh my God, like your makeup drawer, like everything like has a place. And then I pulled open the second drawer, my hair shit is, and like lotions and whatnot. She said, I never thought about late, like she thought about like when she organizes stacking everything tall and she saw that like my hairspray and different things were laying flat in a bin. Mm -hmm. She was like, I didn't think about taking that (laughs) stuff and just laying it flat. It looks tidy. Yeah. (laughs) You can read the label. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like the things that you do. It's just like, oh my God, I would have never, I never would have thought to organize it that way. I never would have thought to put these things together. Um, And they, and it's not like, I wouldn't even say you've done anything ultra fancy. I mean, a lot of our baskets came from Target. Like those, I think those white ones just came from Target. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I love that like you just group things mm-hmm. and you put things in containers and it's just easy to find stuff. And it's also, I think the other big benefit is it's been helpful for Logan. Yeah. Um, he like desperately needs help with organizing. It's like organizing does not come natural to him like right. at all. That is a that is going to be a skill he literally has to learn because mm-hmm. um, like when he was little, he had to learn how to just organize the events of the day in his head to even know how to tell a story. Like his brain literally yeah. doesn't sequence things very well. Right, right, right. And so um, like in the kitchen and in different areas, he's like really started like putting things back where they belong. Yeah. Like it's taken a little while. His room still tends to be a wreck every single, like, <laughs> if y'all don't know, we have, we have what we call the quarterly tune-up. So Becky got us all organized and then she comes back once a quarter. She just goes to the entire house. She just puts things back where they should be kind of like if we need more hangers or anything that we need, she's like, okay, you've lived in it long enough. We know we might need this. Mm-hmm. Um, but Logan's room is probably the shithole that she has to go into and <laughs> start over each time. <laughs> he tries, but he's, he's, yeah. but he's, but it's like what we talked about in the beginning. 
every single time you've come and you every time every, every single time you've done things, he's incrementally learned another step. Yes. This morning, he knew that um, the cleaning crew was coming and he had 4,000 of his little water bottles. Yeah. And he, he knows that they're going to vacuum. And so he had them in his, you had given him just literal boxes, not yeah. even like there. these are not fancy boxes. These are cardboard Amazon boxes. Right. In his room that just says like Logan's bottles. Yeah. And this morning he's walking downstairs with all his bottles. Oh, good. So, I mean, I just think it's important. Like if you have little kids or you have kids like, like us who are neurodivergent and stuff, organizing is a, like a kind of a little life skill. Mm-hmm. That just, it helps in so many different ways. Yeah. And I don't want to spend my days off cleaning up shit. I love that now that we have a home for everything, like it just saves me time. I get more time to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. And I love that Logan is is using his bins, his little boxes. And I think that any kind of learning process like this, you know, like you've taught, you've, you've taught us that when you... Um, even like in weight loss, you've created a life for yourself that you've done the same habits over and over and over again for the past 40, 50 years. To think that you're just going to declutter a house and have it completely, you know, maintainable for the rest of your life overnight, it's not, it's not going to happen. So yeah, teaching the little steps and just reinforcing the same, you know, actions and tasks over and over again, eventually little things are going to start sticking. So and it'll definitely create a new life for you. But yeah, anyway, really good. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Corinne, I cannot thank you enough for this. This has been awesome. And um, tell everybody where they can find you and how they can, you know, look at your program and all the things. So they can go to nobsweightloss.com. And if they want to take my free course, they can take a free course. Um, there's all kinds of, like my podcast is over there. Everything that you would ever want to know about no BS is going to be over there for weight loss. Okay. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you to Corinne again. And if, um, if you guys don't remember what we do is we don't put it down, we put it away. So thanks for being here and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey guys. Thank you so much for listening to my Host Lady podcast. My name is Becky, and I cannot wait to share more ideas with you to help you get your environment and your mind to a more organized space. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one, visit my website at thehostlady.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave me a review and share with your friends. Until next time, let's get to it.